Yesenia. Hello, DeAndre. Hello, hello. Finally got a nice little drop in temperature. Yes, finally. About time, but uh, we're about to turn that heat back up uh, just a little bit. Just make it a little bit more spicy uh, here on this Friday uh, morning, afternoon, evening, or really whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we don't discriminate. Yesenia and I are back uh, for another fantastic soft boiled for you. And uh, this week, uh, we've actually sort of, sort of maybe touched on it here and there uh, in previous episodes, but never really delved deep into it. But uh, today's topic, today's episode, is going to be all about boundaries. And no, I don't mean BDSM, not those kind of boundaries. No, that's bondage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my language. We're talking oh, about- I needed that. I needed that so badly today. No, today's episode is all about boundaries. Hope you all enjoy. You are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia. Your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back. Relax and enjoy the show. Yesenia, Yesenia, boundaries, always a hot topic for, uh, especially for new, new couples. I think boundaries is a great topic for like new couples, but honestly, anybody, if you are someone who engages in relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic, you need to learn a thing or two about boundaries and you need to learn specifically how to implement those boundaries. Yeah. Like what? What exactly is a boundary? How do you set up your boundaries? And what what's the difference between like a boundary and borderline just being straight up manipulative? Yeah, or like what what's the difference between like a boundary and like a preference? Because I see a lot of that being uh, mixed up. Yeah, and even right even controlling, you know, what's yeah. just flat out controlling someone. Uh, here, hold on one sec. I actually was trying to Google this, but I couldn't find a good definition that I liked. Um, okay, here, I, I got a definition pulled up. So I think it'd be a great place to start uh, in telling, well, at least according to, to what Google says, <laughs> uh, boundaries are... Boundaries show where one thing ends and another. Be- okay, that's not the boundary I need. Actually, <laughs> that's that's an actual that's an actual boundary. I need yes. a relationship boundary. I should have proofread that before I read it out loud to everybody. Uh oh. Okay, here is here is a good definition. A boundary is a clear line. It tells you when. Okay, this is just. Basically, yeah, you draw a line in the sand of what you want your partner, um, what you would like them to do and what you would not like them to do. Is that simple enough? Uh, kind of. I think boundaries is more of like a set rule or limits that are put into place to protect yourself within interactions with other people. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's a much better definition. Not so, and boundaries always aren't so cut and dry, black and white. Um, you know, they have their uh, limitations, their expectations. And with some people, if those expectations uh, aren't met, then um, you may find yourself out of a relationship, bucko. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> now, Yesenia, uh, we, we know you and I are no strangers to relationships. Yesenia, have you ever put a boundary on... Actually, no, let me backtrack. Let me, let's start from the other way first. Has anyone ever put a boundary on you? And I will answer, and I will answer the question uh, after you. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I think something that comes to mind is like a, when I was younger, I was dating this boy. We will call him Jack. And Jack asked me not to talk to, like, specific men. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, out of insecurity. Um, like, this one specific person. We'll call him Abel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jack and Abel. Abel? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the weekend. That's why. Oh, of course, yes. Um, so when I was dating this other boy who would cheat on me all the all the time, I would hang out with Abel, or we would talk and kind of just like vent my problems to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this w- one time when we were going to school, when we were going to community college, I was really sick, and I and I had asked my boyfriend at the time. I was like, "Hey, you know, can you bring me food?" And he was like, "Well, I'm playing video games, so no." I was like, fine, whatever. But I told Abel mm-hmm. and Abel came and like picked me up and he like took me to go get food and he dropped me off at home. I mean, my mom would commute to that town because she worked in the same town. Um, so I just didn't want to like have to have her leave early, you know. Um, so now I'm in this new relationship with Jack and Jack knows about those situations. And so he had found out. Or no, I had told him, I was like, hey, just so you know, like I had this Facebook messaging conversation with Abel. Um, I just want you to know about it because, you know, we we just didn't keep secrets. But I think Jack interpreted it as like, you talked to Abel when your relationship was going wrong last time. Now our relationship is going wrong. You know, like, is that what's happening? Yeah. And I didn't know this at the time. I didn't find this out till years after we had broken up, but. He, you know, he asked me to stop talking to him. And that was the reason why was he's like, oh, you talk to this boy who you would go to when your relationships would fail or you felt like you weren't getting enough from your boyfriends. And I felt really bad once I found out the truth behind why he asked me not to talk to him. Um, But yeah, like we he kind of just set boundaries, I guess, around like how it makes him feel uncomfortable when I talk to these certain boys and it's like boys I've been involved with or how. um I mean, I guess this isn't, I don't know if this is kind of where it gets fuzzy, right? Um, he had asked me to not be so secretive with my phone. He never asked me to go through my phone. He never asked, he never went, at least to my knowledge, he never went through my phone. Right. Um, but sometimes I would text, I guess, and he, I would, I would be kind of sneaky about it, which I don't really feel like I was doing. Um, But it's his perspective, right? So I'm not going to dismiss it. So he would ask me, you know, like, if it would be okay to not, you know, to to not do that. And so, like, obviously, I took the feedback because that's the last thing I wanted him to feel was that I was hiding messages or whatever. And, you know, I would tell him, like, you can go through my phone. Like, that's totally fine. We just weren't ever that couple. Um, And even if he did go through my phone behind my back, I know he didn't find anything and vice versa, like. I could go through his phone, which I never did, but I could go through his phone and I wouldn't find anything because we just weren't, he wasn't that to me and I wasn't that to him. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of the only time I ever had a boyfriend put like a boundary with me or place a boundary. Um, the rest of them, it was more of me placing boundaries on them. Mm, got it. Got it. Well, <clears throat> before, before we delve deeper into that, uh, I, the whole, I don't know. I feel like a lot of boundaries, uh, subconsciously at least, come from our insecurities and our, you know, past trauma from previous relationships and experiences. Oh, for sure, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm also hearing a slight echo. You can you can continue. I'm going to mute and put my headphones on. Okay. <clears throat> like I I totally get it. Uh people don't want to be hurt again. People are afraid to be hurt. Um but I also, you know, that also comes with, you know, people afraid or they're they're just afraid of opening up again to their new partner. And it's and it's, you know, it's a totally normal experience. It's a totally normal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know, you have partners and people around you that can help you, um, get over your trauma or, or help you work through whatever insecurities you have to become a better mm-hmm. person because Lord knows that stuff, you know, will only make you I, toxic. Isn't the right word, but that negativity can stick with you and, you know, bad traits and bad personality traits and bad habits are going to spawn from that. Like, I, I've never been a big fan of the whole, you can't talk to certain people or you can't hang around certain people. Now, if it's exes, that's a whole different thing. I totally understand. 
uh, don't talk to your ex anymore. Don't have any con unless it don't have any contact with them. Unless there's like a kid involved. That's again, that's a, that's also another whole separate situation. But yeah, I, I will make an exception for a dog or a cat. Right. Okay. But yeah, like okay. if y'all shared a snake, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> that's not your snake anymore. Right. Yeah. So like things like that. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of someone telling me you can't hang out with a certain person, whether it be mm-hmm. the same sex, opposite sex, same gender, opposite gender, whatever the case may be. I'm not a fan of that. Um, cause in this, uh, my, my girlfriend's a Leo. I'm an Aquarius. I just maybe this is, she tells me at every opportunity she's a Leo and, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, and this may be my uh, quote unquote Aquarius talking, but like, I very much value my, my individuality and my independence mm-hmm. and stuff. So, you know, trying to tell me that I can't hang out with someone or certain people, um, that to me, that it just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unless, you know, you come to me and you're like, Hey, I think this person is a bad influence on you. Uh, you know, we could have a conversation about that kind of stuff, you know, but just yeah. to, just to outright say, you know, I don't want you hanging out with this person. That's like, I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> just no. Um, I'm not going to play the whole like they they were here before you thing or anything like that. But like, there's a relationship there. Yeah, there's there's been a relationship. There's a rapport there. I can't just be like, sorry, we can't be friends anymore. For wait, so. Reason have girlfriends place boundaries on you no not like not 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 in that sense no 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 no. uh i think the most anyone's ever done with me is that they like uh you know don't talk to your exes or anything like that uh Mm -hmm. actually i did have one girlfriend who uh who did try to (laughs) who did try to tell me i couldn't hang out who i couldn't could not hang out with one particular girl, even though she was the girlfriend of another one of our mutual friends, she thought my my ex thought that this girl had a crush on me. She totally didn't, by the way. We were just friends, and it's not like we were overly friendly with each other. We were just cordial and nice to each other. We barely even spoke outside of like group settings or anything like that. But I don't know how she got it in her head that that home girl was into me, and I kept trying to tell her, but. You, you know, just like, no, I, I don't like her. She doesn't like me. There's nothing there. I don't have feelings for this other girl. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm sorry you feel this way, but like, I, you know, I, and I, granted, I was younger, so I think I might have, uh, I think I might have given in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it were now, I'd be like, nah, I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to call you crazy or anything, but I'd be like, nah, there'd have to be a serious conversation had at that point. It's funny you mentioned that because that boyfriend, quote unquote, Jack, uh, at the end of our relationship, uh, it was like my community college graduation. And he accused me of cheating on him with one of our friends, boyfriends that she was dating at the time. And he was also in our friend group. Um, cause we graduated together. So we sat next to each other at the graduation ceremony. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure you remember like the pictures and stuff, but yeah, like the reason I ended up going home crying that day and like didn't celebrate me graduating community college, which for some people it's not a big deal, but I was the first in my family to go to community college of any kind. So it was a big deal for us. Um, but yeah, Jack accused me of cheating on him with my best friend's boyfriend. I was like, why would I do my best friend that way? Like what, what reason do I have hurting the love of my life and my best friend? Like, what? Um, crazy. Damn, didn't even get to celebrate your own graduation. Wow. Nope. I got basically broken up with because he ghosted me after that, after for like two months, and then I finally broke up with him via text because he refused to answer any of my phone calls. Ghosted you too? Wow. Guys, communication. We did a whole episode on it. Go listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's 2023. We don't do the ghosted thing anymore. Granted, this was back in... Like 2016, 2015, something like that. Okay, maybe ghosting back there was a little bit more acceptable. But now, <laughs> nowadays, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, What about vice versa? Have you placed boundaries on your girlfriends? 
have I placed boundaries? Uh, no, because I never really felt like I needed to because okay. I, I really give my full trust, uh, to my, to my partner to make the right decisions. You know, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell them you can't hang out with such and such because I think he's a scumbag or I don't want you hanging out with this girl because she's a bitch and you know, she's catty and all this other, all this other shit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I, I personally have never really felt like, and I also don't, I, I, I also don't like to be the controlling type of boyfriend. And I, and I kind of feel like that's a little bit controlling and I, and I'm sure a lot of, um, girls don't like it when I know that goes, that blows up in a whole arguments when you can't tell me who I can hang out with all this kind of stuff. Uh, I've also never been the one to like, just go through someone's phone randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think that's a little icky uh, mm -hmm. in my personal opinion. Uh, again, no one has ever given me reason to ever go through their phone. Uh, like I have access to, well, I don't have like full access to like my girlfriend's phone, but like if I, if I need to go on there to like, you know, look up something on her phone, I can, but I don't, I don't, I just don't go rifling through her stuff when she's in the shower or anything like that. That would be, uh, you know, that I think in my opinion, that's totally a scumbag move. Like I don't, if you, if you're the kind of person who has to check their partner's phone to see if they're fiddling around with anyone to see if they're messaging old exes, if they're messing with the girl from work or anything like that like i think there 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 needs to be a talk that needs to happen like with the therapist or with your partner or something needs to go down there because that's i that's just headed for disaster yeah i think when it comes to that type of stuff it's like at least my new motto it's like hey if I have to go through your phone, the relationship's over. Like, there is no trust. Right. Um, and having the urge to do it and actually doing it are two different things. But, um, yeah, that's kind of like my telltale sign nowadays. Like, if I feel the urge to go through your phone, it's because I have a gut feeling. And nine times out of ten, my gut feeling is right. So we can have a conversation, but it's like, if that gut feeling doesn't go away, like, I just, I can't do it. You're right. Have you ever had to set a boundary with someone? I think you mentioned earlier you you have had to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, um, you say. Yeah, and it and it really sucks because, like you said, like it stems from insecurities. It stems from like previous trauma. Um, but you know, for example, like my recent ex boyfriend. Um. At the beginning, I didn't place anything, but after, I think I, mo I moved in with him in, like, November, December of, of, I forget which year, and there would be this girl that would call him, like, all the time, but he would never answer the phone when I was around, mm -hmm. and then, you know, we started living together, so obviously some things of his changed, like, certain habits, um... But I just, I don't know, I just had this gut feeling. So one day, I was organizing our bookshelf, because now we're integrating our books, right? And so I was trying to make his bookshelf look prettier and look more organized. And in the process, a lot of his books had fallen over. One of those books ended up being his journal that I didn't even know he had at the time. But Loose Pages came out. Oh, uh-oh. And so, you know, I grabbed one of them, um, just trying to, I was, the intention was to grab the loose pages and put them back into the notebook. I didn't know it was a journal. I just thought it was like a notebook. Um, but one of the pages read out, like literally was dated that year, that same exact year. And he's like, I love you. And then the girl's name, Ooh, but it was her whoa. full name. And so I was like, oh, this is like a journal entry. I shouldn't read this. And so I just, I shoved it back in the journal and that's all I read. Uh huh. But then it just didn't leave me alone. And I kept noticing that this, the same girl would call all the time and he wouldn't answer. 
And then it's kind of like, like her, so to give an example, like a full name would be like Francesca, but like a nickname would be Frankie, right? Right. So, you know, he's like, I love you, Francesca, whatever the last name is. And the phone name that would ring would be Frankie. Mm. And after a while, I think I was like Venmoing him money or I was like on his phone Venmoing me money because we went to go get Chinese food. And it was in the car when I I think I was on his Venmo because he was driving to Venmo me half the money. And I saw because he has his Venmos on private. So I saw that quote unquote Frankie girl, but it was a specific picture so then i looked her up on facebook and you know me i can find anybody in seconds oh yeah easily and it it was that same girl's picture on facebook and her name was francesca you know and, and insert last name here um and it fucking pieced together in like I had one of those like light bulb moments, but like a heartbreak light bulb moment. I was like, this is who that girl is who you wrote about. And she's the girl that calls you almost every single day that you never answer when I'm around. And so one day he went to go get a haircut and then I went through his messages and saw that not only is this girl like a good friend of his, it's also his ex-girlfriend that he still says, like, I love you too. And he would still, like, fall asleep on FaceTime with her. And one time, because he had told her, like, he met me and that he was dating me and stuff and I was going to be moving in. And she, like, even talked shit about me. And he, like, did not defend me whatsoever. Um, And that was, like, a month after we moved in together, y'all. So... <laughs> I found everything out. He came back from his haircut. I confronted him. It was it was a big mess. It was a big, big mess. And I went to my mom's house. And in that moment, I was like, I don't want to be with you. Like, this is your friend. I'm not going to ask you to sit here and choose between us. I'm just going to remove myself out of the picture. Because for me, I've never asked someone to choose me. I never want to be the girl that's going to ask a man to choose me or ask any person to love me or to choose me. Right. So for me, it was like, I'm taking myself out of the equation. I don't want anything to do with this, but he begged and he pleaded. We had a conversation about it and he told me that he chooses me and he wants to be with me and build a life with me. And he's going to cut her off. And so he's like, I'm literally going to send her a message right now telling her I can't be friends with her anymore. So we had a conversation. I was like, I don't want you talking to your exes, like mm. your exes, the people you fucked, like the people you've hoodwinked, the, you know, lollygagged with, you know, like I had to get like real specific because it was like, this makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel like, you know, you still have these other bitches around. Like, what do you need me for? And, you know, I wish I could say it was the end of it, but that's really when our relationship ended. I stayed with him for another year and a half, but it never ended. Like he, if it wasn't that girl, it was some other girl. And if it wasn't the other girl, it was his best friend of childhood that he was secretly in love with. Like he just had all these entanglements with all these other women and it was fucking depressing. And I was miserable in that relationship. And I don't think anybody knew until the end, like I think even when I talk about it till this day, like people are so surprised about how that relationship actually was for me because on the, on the outside, we looked so happy. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Like even you saying it now, like, even though I, I did kind of like know some of the stuff, but yeah, even you just explaining it again, just like, it's like, damn, you, you guys had us all fooled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, it sucked because it wasn't until summertime like right before we moved into our like our apartment together that's when i found out he never actually like stopped talking to her he like told her he had a he had to figure some shit out and that like he just needed a break and like needed space or something like that uh -huh. so never did he actually say like i cannot continue this friendship anymore it was like hey i'm just kind of going through some stuff i'm going to take some space and when I found out he said that and that was how he quote unquote ended their friendship, I was fucking livid because it's like you 
you literally are keeping her on the sidelines in case things don't work out between us. And which they didn't, right? But, like, that's the most, like, you are leading her the fuck on. Like, you are giving her the smallest of glimmer of hope that once things are good again, she's going to be back into your life. And so he never actually had cut her off until I found that out. And I was like, damn, like, so what the fuck have we been doing this whole time? Like, what have we been trying to move forward on? Um, anyway, long story short, I had to ask him like every single time I'd find out because I would continuously go through his phone. Like it just became a thing because, you know, you broke my trust and then my insecurities came out. Um, but it was like, I had to be specific and be like, you can't talk to your exes. You can't talk to these bitches. You can't talk to the girls you've lollygagged with, you've hoodwinked with anything and all of the things in between and i was like and don't be pulling no sneaky shit and try to be like well you never said i couldn't talk to blah 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 like i had to tell him i wrote him letters i sent him emails i would text him we would talk about it in person i fucking yelled at him i would be like devastated crying it doesn't matter how many times i had asked him or how i asked him or in the manner to which i would ask him I would literally ask him to stop talking to women of his past because it made me feel uncomfortable and it made me feel insecure. And he just did not fucking listen. And I could only handle it for so long. So push came to shove. I was done. Like I had nothing left to give anymore. And yeah, it stems from him. You know, if I would have never found out about that quote unquote Frankie girl, I probably would have never asked him. But it probably would have came up eventually because I've been cheated on by most of my boyfriends. So there probably would have been an instance where I would have had to set my boundaries with him. Yeah, it wasn't that time. It would have definitely had to have happened at some point anyway. Yeah, so in terms of relationships, I think I try to give my all and like really put in my like best foot forward and be trusting i feel like i set boundaries with my friends a lot and my family a lot more than i do in my relationships yeah i feel like that the exes one is the most common for every for i say for most people um and yeah it's because you know you've been burned before for one Mm -hmm. reason or another and you just don't want to get burned again but however uh, I think that is honestly a, I think that's a healthy boundary to set, especially right up front. You know, like I, I told my, my girlfriend that I am not talking to any of my past exes, past hookups, past flings, situationships, whatever you want to call it. I'm not talking to anyone from my past and, mm-hmm. and neither was she actually. So we were, so we were both focused on each other and and this we're focused on what we want with each other not you know okay we're gonna make this relationship work but i've still got baggage from you know years past that i'm still clinging on to for one reason or another and that and that goes back to what i was saying like it just builds it just builds bad habits you know Mm -hmm. hanging on to all to your exes and everything um i i probably would feel some type of way honestly if if my girlfriend were still talking to her previous ex because you know something there tells me that she's not over him or you know they're talking about god knows what and and kate at the the bottom line is like case in point there she just hasn't moved on Mm -hmm. and i think at at the end of the day i i want to be with someone that has let go of the past and has and is fully committed to moving on with themselves and moving on with their lives and not letting the past dictate their future because it's going to fuck up the present. Yeah. No, I think, I think you said that perfectly. And you know, it doesn't always have to involve other people. Um, recently, actually like this past weekend, like me and my current boo had this little fiasco where we kind of make jokes about the fact that he's a ladies man or like, I think I used to be more open about me dating other guys when him and I f- were just hooking up. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll say things like, oh, like, go ask one of your other bitches or like, 
oh, you have to make, I'm just your side chick, like your main girlfriend's probably at home wondering where the fuck you are this weekend, like stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and so recently I kind of made this comment about like, oh, well, like if these are certain things you're looking for in, in a girl, like, why don't you go look for that? And it and it gets on his nerves because he'll be like, because you and I have a million things in common and w- this one thing is not going to make or break our relationship. Like, I'd rather have a million things in common with you because you're a good person inside and out than have one thing in common with some other random bitch that has no personality. Uh-huh. And so he was just like, you know, like, I'm okay with finding ways to make you feel secure and to you know, assure you and reassure you, but like, I can't do that forever. Mm. And I mean, at first it hella hit me because I was like, oh, I'm doing that thing again of like putting my past trauma onto a completely different person who had nothing to do with it. Right. And it was like, oh, you set this boundary. Like, hey, I can be reassuring and I can be a person that makes you feel secure but I don't want to do it because you're accusing me of these things or like, you know, you're blaming me for other people's mistakes. And I was upset for the first few days this week. I ain't going to lie. Cause it's kind of like a, like a smack in the face, you know, but now that I've had time to think about it and process it, it's like, Oh, you're setting this healthy boundary of like, I'm not the blame for those mistakes mm-hmm. and I will do what I can for our relationship and nothing more. And I think that's perfectly healthy because, like he said, if roles were reversed and he was constantly like, oh, what a, well, he uses the N word because he's, you know, he's black, but, you know, oh, what are you doing with this other dude? Or, oh, you probably have all these other dudes in your inbox or like, oh, I'm just your side dude. I'd get annoyed by it too and be like, dude, like, if you're going to be this insecure, then like, bye. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you got to set those types of boundaries in relationships like, Hey, I can only put up with so much. And the way that I read about it one time was like, boundaries are not barriers to access a person. Boundaries are actually people's way of telling you, this is how I want you. This is what I want you to respect to love me better. And ever since I heard that, man, oh man, has it changed the way I looked at boundaries. Mm. Get some, let's get some snaps. Snaps in the chat. Snaps in the motherfucking chat. <laughs> that was fucking poetic right there. No, that was fucking that was fucking that was cool. No, it's not like um it, I know like he was like he like mentioned it to you and everything, but it's not like you did it on purpose, you know, um putting that like past trauma on him or anything like that. It's not like you purposefully on purpose were like putting that onto him, you know. Yeah, it just kind of started just, happening. Yeah, naturally. it just it just happens. Yeah, you know, and I think you know, two healthy people communicating. Uh, they're like, "Hey, this is a little much," or "I don't like when you do this thing," or "I think you may be projecting a little bit." Like, I, I that's a, you know, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation, but you know, I trust you and your you and your guy. You know, have a healthy open line of communication and can work that shit out. And it sounds like you know things are squared away with that. Yeah, it it definitely has been a struggle for me just because I have a lot of trust issues. And, you know, it's it's when it comes to trust, it's like you either do or you don't. You know, there's there's kind of not really an in-between. And I think I just have a hard time trusting anybody anyways. So for me, it's it's a lot more about like, all right, like if I'm going to be all in with this person, I'm going to be all in regardless if I get my heart broken because... I mean, you know how I am. I don't like to do things half-assed anyway. So it's like, well, yeah. if I love you and I'm falling in love with you and I want to give myself to you, that's what I'm going to do. And that's all I can control. Everything else is completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best quotes uh, that I have ever heard from my wrestling training when I went down to Georgia uh, from good old WCW's own Glacier uh he said control what you can control and i was like damn like that's it's like the simplest shit ever but honestly like ever since he said that i've like stopped worrying about so much shit out of my control and shit you know what i mean like drivers like stupid drivers on the road like i've stopped giving a fuck about them 
mm-hmm. uh, stupid shit going on at work and with other people just out and about. Like I just, I just brush off so much shit now. I'm like, eh, I, I, I can't control that. I'm gonna let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. If they want to be dumb and you know get themselves into trouble, hey, so be it. I'm in mm-hmm. my, I'm in my own lane. Hell yeah. And it's, and this is literally something I talk about in therapy all the time with a lot of my patients. It's like, you sit there and like ruminate on shit you can't control and you sit there and you obsess over things you can't control. And all that's doing is just fucking you over. Like, it's not affecting anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I do have uh, a list of some boundaries here on this website I pulled up courtesy mm-hmm. of betterup.com. Never heard of it, but. Thanks, Google. Shout outs to you. Uh, here's is this five examples of some healthy boundaries in relationships. Uh, one of them we've already kind of touched on. It says expecting others to communicate during disagreements with maturity. Now, I think that's that's a very I'm glad that's number one, actually, because like we wait, said, hold on. They said that's a boundary. That's what that's what this says. Okay, read it one more time. Expecting others to communicate during disagreements with maturity. I, I feel like that's a preference. That's not a boundary. I uh, Okay, so I, I can kind of see where they're coming from, only in the sense b- that because me and my girlfriend have had a conversation like this before about disagreements and things like that. So to ex- further explain, uh, early on in our relationship, we talked about um, how we like to communicate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um and with other people and she you know straight up front was like i don't like uh yelling i don't like to be yelled at i shut down i mm-hmm. you know uh what's the word receipt receipt yeah that's the word yeah um and i was like okay yeah that's that's no problem I, i'm not much of a yeller myself i don't like to yell um even if i get like really really upset with someone or something i try my best to not you know scream and yell because you know, I know that can be very traumatic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, myself included. So we both agree that if we ever were at a disagreement or at odds with something that, uh, you know, we would communicate. She she had this idea. <laughs> I think she got it. She maybe have got it from TikTok. I'm not sure. But she said that we if we ever like get into like an argument about something, we should communicate uh, by whispering to each other mm-hmm. inst- instead of yelling. And so far, we we haven't had to, you know, um, resort to that level yet, mm-hmm. thank, thankfully. But uh, that's just kind of, I can kind of see where this boundary is coming from, you know, so to speak. If that, yeah. it's just, I guess, if the, I don't know if that story gave it a little bit more perspective. Oh, yeah. If we're, sorry. <clears throat> it for sure did. I was like, what the heck is going on with my throat right now? Um, I think for me, what like came up is like, the boundary is let's communicate in a mature way. Uh-huh. Um, like I want to be respected in an argument, but this idea of like this expectation, that's where it turns into like, that's a preference, not really a boundary. Okay. Yeah. That's where I was just like, wait, hold on. That doesn't sound too right, but that makes more sense. And then, yeah, like you said, you know, with, with that situation, it's like the boundary is, I don't want to be yelled at. The preference is let's whisper if we're going to get to that point rather than yelling. Right. Yeah. That I think maybe adding the word expecting probably did. Shift. Yeah. It did probably shift it from a boundary to like a, a, a preference. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting a boundary of like a person who who likes to be yelled at you know what i mean like if people don't want to be yelled at respect that shit but at the end of the day like people are human like we shouldn't be yelling at people because you're having a disagreement with someone like i hate when people yell at me in fact my dad once told me as soon as someone starts yelling at you they automatically lose the argument because there is nothing worth yelling about and arguments are not about winning and losing but it definitely gives me the idea that whatever you are starting to yell at me about is not worth the actual yelling because you're completely disregarding me as a human being now. And I just completely dissociate and I'm just like, all right, you think whatever you want to think, rock however you want to rock, you're yelling and I'm done. Like, argument over. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't tolerate people yelling at me. You could also interchange uh, 
fuck? What yelling? <laughs> you can also interchange yelling with like name calling and cursing yep. as well. Same thing. My boundary is you cannot call me names, and the preference is I will fucking slice your throat if you think you're gonna talk stupid to me that way. <laughs> like dead ass. <laughs> uh, here's the second one. It says letting go of codependency and having your own identity. Letting go of codependency and having your own identity. I feel like I have to rephrase some of these because these are like preferences. I think the boundary for this one is uh, respecting each other's individuality and actually, no, it's just like I want my individuality. Like, I want to be my own person. That's the boundary. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally true. I don't think there's anything wrong with being codependent. That just means that you, hopefully it's healthy, but that means like you really trust the person to be codependent on somebody. But yeah, I think people, no matter what relationship you're in, whether it's platonic or romantic, I think being able to still be your own person is 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 natural. And like, it's fine because you're staying true to yourself and who you are as a, as a human. And if something were to happen to that other person, your life isn't completely destroyed, you know? Right. Like, I, I'm super fortunate to have someone that is supportive of me in my wrestling and my streaming uh, and, you know, doing doing the softball with you and doing simmering with the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even and even, you know, coming out to all the hangouts whenever we go get food or, you know, we just hang out and just bullshit, do whatever. Uh, whether it's in IRL or Discord, you know, uh, she she's sort of just let me live my life the way I want to, as opposed to I have to drastically change, you know, I have to drastically change uh, my routine. You know, I, as you know, I am a frequent concert goer and she has, you know, bless her heart, just been right alongside me. Mm-hmm. uh for the first it's august now uh for the first uh eight months of this year going with me to most of my shows uh even if she wasn't you know into the band or into the music uh she she tried her best you know i sent her some playlists said hey here's the band we're gonna be going to see you in like two weeks here's a playlist mm-hmm. on spotify listen to this uh if you like it i'll send you more stuff you know and mm-hmm. sure enough ever like Every single show, she's like, oh, I know this song. I know that song. Uh, this Aww. song this song was my favorite. I really liked when they did this. And it's really just allowed uh, me to continue living my life without, the, like, pretty pretty seamlessly, if I'm being completely honest. Like, nothing's, nothing's changed, you know? Uh, I yeah. guess really the only thing that changed is, you know, having to keep in my mind that I have to keep another human being happy. <laughs> but uh, it's starting to become uh a little bit second nature uh, yeah at this point at least uh, at least in my mind i'm i'm hoping it's <laughs> i'm hoping it, it seems that way I don't, I don't know if i'm doing a good job or not i hope i am but yeah like that codependency you you want to maintain even when we're not together like i'm still my own person i'm still playing games watching football basketball doing my own thing i have my own life mm-hmm. outside of uh my partner and she fully understands that but obviously, like, when it's our time together, then, you know, it's our time together. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's hella healthy. Like, I think, you know, you being able to do what you want to do in terms of, like, your your hobbies and your likes and your interest, like, you continue doing them. And it's really cool that you found someone who's also, like, fuck yeah, like, let's also do this, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's super cool and super chill and... I also know at the end of the day, like, she she fits hella perfectly in our group, you know? There's not, like, this issue of, you know, we have to hang out with her and you at the same time. Like, you guys can't... You know what I mean? Like, you both have to be together. Yeah. And I think when it comes to, like, friend groups specifically and relationships, that's where it can get kind of tricky because it's, like, you're always with your girlfriend or you're always with your boyfriend. Your friends don't really get to spend time with you by yourself. Things like that. But I think, you know, I I feel like I could speak for the group when I say this, like, if you had something to do, like, if you were at work and she was by herself with us, she would be fine. And then vice versa, like, 
if she had to work or if she's doing something and it's just you, like, we hella miss her too, you know? Like, and we're also happy that we get to have, like, time with you um, in a way that just, you know, improves our friendships or whatever. But I think she fits perfectly. Yeah, and I'm and I'm super happy that she's just assimilated super seamlessly and everyone gets along. So it makes obviously, you know, that just makes things going forward super, super easy on everybody. Yeah. Um it's like the stress and the pressure off you for sure. Oh, most definitely. Lord knows we have enough stress and pressure in our day to day lives and we don't need any more of that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh number three. Uh, number three, yeah, like I, I'm starting to read some of these, like as we're talking, but like, yeah, some of these are kind of less boundaries. Uh, this one says asking for personal space and quiet when you're working. I'm not sure if that's a boundary, but that's a preference because when I used to work from home, when I lived with my ex, I <clears throat> loved like us intertwined either in bed or on the couch and like working side by side. I mm-hmm. loved it. Like anytime I can, it's funny because I'm not really a person who likes physical touch, but I liked when he was physically touching me, like in whatever way he could, whether it's like we're playing footies or like his hands on my leg or he like is rubbing my back, like however I can have that physical touch and connection to him. Like the more, I think sometimes I would even run group. He would like wear his noise, noise canceling headphones and I would like run a group where I would be in a meeting. And our, our desks would be next to each other, and we would literally hold hands in the meeting. <laughs> Duh. So, like, I think that's a preference, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can maybe, if I can maybe put it in perspective a little bit, not that I know from, I don't know this from experience, but I, I can kind of maybe see what they mean. Like, if, like, let's say, like, you, right? You say you were on a meeting, on a call with some people, and it's, like, super important, you know, you have to put all your focus and your attention into this and mm-hmm. i know i know you're probably not like this but you know some people are in a zone they're in this mode of like i'm uh i'm working right now i need to do this i don't want to be touched i don't want to be bothered no i don't mm-hmm. want a cup of water no i don't want it no i'm not hungry i just need mm-hmm. to do this you know uh and when it's when it's fucking five o'clock when it's 5 p.m to 7 p.m i need two hours of no touching no talking no distractions disruptions or anything like that mm-hmm. um obviously communicating that in a healthy positive way but um i don't know i i'm like i'm kind of reaching on this one to see how that's a boundary yeah i think just maybe the boundary is like i i yeah actually i i can't really think of something that's like a boundary i guess like if i'm working i i would no because i would still say like i prefer this I guess this uh-huh. kind of goes back to the last one. Like, give your person their space when they, when you know they absolutely need it. Yeah. I guess, so to speak. Uh, this yeah, next, that's the best way I could put it. Yeah, this next one, we kind of already touched on it before a little bit. Uh, voicing your concerns rather than holding on to resentment. Yes. Um, both boundary and preference. I think the boundary there would be, like, I... You know, I in my relationships, I like to voice my concerns as they come up, but it could also be a preference because it's like, oh, I would prefer we talk about it as it comes up rather than waiting. Yeah, I've you know been, what I mean? yeah, I've been trying to uh, get uh, get my girl to sort of do this a little bit more because I know she she we've, we've had conversations conversations about this before of like. Hey, you know, if you're feeling upset or, you know, if you're feeling down or I did something wrong, let me know soon or let me know when I when I did it as I do it so I can fix it for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the thing has only happened like twice where she has let it, you know, bubble up and get to a point where it uh, is negatively affecting her emotionally and mentally um Mm -hmm. and then you know we'd have to have a conversation of like oh well you know i've been feeling uh, a certain type of way ever since this happened um i know you probably didn't do it on purpose but like you did this and it made me feel some type of way and i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't tell you um 
and I and I would I would kind of get mad at her and be like, I told you before. Now like, I wouldn't yell at her, obviously, but like, I'd be like, like I told you before, like if if you're feeling, you know, if I if you're feeling like like I did something wrong or I did something to hurt you, just tell me. You know, I want to I want mm-hmm. to know I want to know what I did. God damn it, I'm a boy. I'm <laughs> I'm stupid. I don't know what I did unless you tell me. Sometimes, yeah, I I can I can you know admit like ah oh, fuck okay maybe that was a little fucked up, but. Sometimes, like I, I just I I do shit and I say shit and I'm oblivious to the fact of how it can affect other people, um, and you know even but my ignorance isn't an excuse for me to keep doing stuff. You know I you know just I'm a little bit more aware, um, going forward of certain things. Yeah. But like yeah, I would rather like you said, I'd rather be told upfront or soon. Um, so I can, we can go ahead and fix that problem. Yeah. Like, you know, like it says, so it doesn't fester and, you know, become this bigger issue. Yeah. Cause once it, once it festers and it bubbles up, then, then the conversation that's going to be had is not going to be a healthy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one here, it says leaving the situation when someone is communicating disrespectfully with you. And we've already touched upon this when like you said when someone yells at you they've already lost same thing with name calling they've already they've immediately lost Mm -hmm. before the battle even started i think when it comes to this this is for sure a boundary like walking away when someone is being disrespectful for you like oh yeah boundary as fuck because you are protecting your peace you're protecting your space and you are showing this person that you will not tolerate the disrespect that they are presenting you with. And it's not out of trying to be petty. It's not out of trying to like start an issue or start a bigger argument. It's literally like, I'm trying to show you how to communicate with me better and this is not it. Mm-hmm. And there's people who like real life don't respect that. Now here... I've I've been waiting to save this this little bit of the conversation for last because uh, we're we're about fifty or so minutes in right now. I've been wanting to save this one for the last. <laughs> yes, and yeah, this website here has got a little a little tidbit about sexual boundaries. <laughs> it says here when it comes to physical intimacy, sexual boundaries shouldn't be ignored. Discussing what's off limits and what kind of contact you prefer is needed to develop a trusting relationship. Setting sexual boundaries also includes prioritizing consent. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet I to mean, the point. Short and sweet to the point. I think when it comes to sexual boundaries, the very first step is consent. Obviously. And having consent because anything else is basically rape. Um. And then, yeah, I think having conversations about what your sexual boundaries are like, do you like what positions do you enjoy? What positions make you feel uncomfortable? You know, the various types of sex, oral, vaginal, anal, um, you know, in terms of levels like of, of like roughness or, yes, or sens- of- sensualness, I guess. Yeah, like, where do you like to be like kissed? Where do you not like to be kissed or licked or sucked or whatever? You know, places you like to have sex, you know, are you just a bed person or do you like the bathroom? Like all of the different things you could possibly think of when it comes to sex. It's like you like a park bench. (laughs) Uh, Um, But but that also uh, that also does kind of extend to what you and your partner are um, doing in public. You know, like if you're just going out, if you're just shopping at Target or something, you know, are you slapping ass? Uh, Are you groping each other? You know, are are you both okay with that? Um, you know, are you okay with if I uh, grab your butt while people are around? You know, I know that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but, you know, if we go down an aisle and I give you a little tap on the booty, you know, is that okay? Or would you prefer me to keep my hands off you the entire time we're out, you know, or just, you know, save it all to when we get back, you know, back home, then we can, you know, get all handsy, handsy touchy as much as we want, you know? Exactly. Um, the biggest, you know, thing about it is just that communication piece, because at the end of the day, what you don't want to happen is you're not communicating your boundaries and you end up consenting 
to a sexual engagement that makes you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, or you're not consenting at all. So, but I say the first one because I feel like a lot of the times we have uncomfortable sex with people and like we're consenting and we don't state our boundaries. So then we feel uncomfortable during that sex and then it just feels like crap. And that's terrible. And you, you, sex is supposed to be fun. And I'm hoping people are feeling empowered to state their boundaries so they can um, enjoy their sexual encounters. Nice. And has there, is there a sexual boundary that maybe you've discussed before or maybe you haven't discussed before? Is there a sexual boundary that you have never had broken or one that you don't think will ever be broken? Um, I, huh, interesting. It's, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a sexual boundary broken, but I don't think I really have sexual boundaries. I'm pretty, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a freak and I'm like hella sexual and stuff. I think I'm, I'm pretty basic when it comes to sex, you know, missionary, doggy style, cowgirl, you know, like the, your basic three positions you know and then some um i I, oh actually so a boundary that i have is because of my like early childhood sexual trauma um as a trigger warning for folks um i the trauma entails like over the clothes like oral stimulation so for the longest time, I wouldn't let people go down on me mm. because it made me feel uncomfortable and it just it brought up that trauma for me. And I I brought that up to a boyfriend of mine and he hella liked doing it. And so I told him about it and he completely understood and respected it. And he wanted to know if there was like a compromise to it. And I was like, well, like, I'm literally going to freak out if we try. Like, it just, you know, I just, it wasn't, no, I just, that's my trauma. Like, you know, get over it. Um, But then it was kind of like, well, I don't want it to control me forever. So we had more conversations about it. Ultimately, what ended up happening was like exposure therapy, basically. So I would like let him lay his head there. And we did that for months. And then it was like. You know, you just, like, work your way up type thing. Um, yeah, not yeah. to be too too graphic, but... Yeah, so eventually it became this thing where I was comfortable with him specifically doing it. And then after that, I realized I was uncomfortable with other people doing it. Mm. So I was like, I think I just had to be in relationships with people in order for me to do it. Because otherwise, it just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. It just felt really wrong, and I would I would feel a lot of shame about it. Um, and you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, like it happened. There's not really much I can do about it. Yeah. The the trauma. Oh shit. The trauma exists uh, for a reason. So. But I mean, yeah. hey, props to you for you know working to get over it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's it. But nowadays, it's like I have to be in a relationship in order for me to feel that level of comfort. Um, I don't just let anybody do it to me because it's still a very vulnerable part of my history. Right. Um, So I would say that's one of them. For the longest time, I also wasn't exploring anal because since I didn't get to choose who I lost my virginity to... I wanted to choose who I did anal with for the first time. Um, and, you know, luckily I was still able to stick by that and I I got to choose. Um, I wanted to wait till marriage because I, I, I grew up Catholic, so I wanted to do the whole like virginity thing, but that didn't happen. So I wanted to commemorate it in this other way, as stupid as that sounds. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I'm happy with the person that I chose to experiment with and um you know he's not disrespectful towards me he's very respective of me and he thinks so highly of me and 
I'm low-key in love with him, but he doesn't know that. Actually, he does kind of know that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I think about it, and I'm just like, I luckily haven't had too many situations where I needed to assert those types of boundaries. And I think the people that I've chosen to engage in these like acts with have been very respectable and very much so um actually oh remember that one night the that date that i went on way back a few months ago uh, which... who ended up being super clingy and like was talking a whole mess after like a week of knowing me right yeah 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 so he was someone i had to set a boundary with and he didn't respect it oh yeah, because remember, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, we ended up, like, hooking up that night, and he was really trying to, like, have sex without a condom and, like, finish inside of me. And I was like, sir, oh, I, I literally met you, like, hours I ago. I do remember this. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that was one of those things where I was like, okay, this was not something I was looking for, you know, it was awkward because I was like, uh, I don't want this to happen. It, I just wasn't expecting it. Um, but that's what happens when you drink. So you get a little frisky. Just a little bit. Um, going back, what about you? Go, yeah, going back to that previous story, uh, the one about you not letting anyone go down on you, I kind of had the similar uh, experience with one of my exes granted it didn't, i don't think it stemmed from any like trauma or anything like that she just said that she didn't like it that mm-hmm. the guys before her just uh granted i don't know how many that was i never really asked i didn't really pry too much about the details but she was like yeah it just never really felt good to me uh and i mean like when i'm telling you i was i was literally like a centimeter away from 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 you know going all in like i mean i was i was ready to go but like she's like nope like you come right back up here and i was like i hey cool uh and i did ask about it uh one other time you know just asking like 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 can i please (laughs) you know type of thing but i never yeah i never did follow through with it uh you know i just i really just you know left it alone after that never even brought it up again but uh as a boundary for me um I honestly don't really have too much outside of, you know, obviously like, I guess, poop and pee, you know, but I guess that's pretty standard for everybody, I guess. Um, you know, I don't mind exchanging of, of bodily fluids and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I guess for me, would, and I guess this is for most guys also, would probably be pegging. Um you guys would be so much less uptight if y'all just let us peg you. Look, I and you're not the first one to see. Uh, but I mean, I know uh, she's she's discussed uh, doing it. Uh, man, every time have... my man comes over, I ask like five times, "Can I peg you? Can I peg you?" And he <laughs> says no every time. But just for the slight chance that one day he says yes, know, just... I'm kind of. <laughs> You're ready to go. You just break them down and maybe maybe they don't say no right away. Maybe they hesitate for a second. You're like, ooh. <laughs> you, you, you notice the little uh, twitch in his eye. Like, oh, maybe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> maybe there's something there. Just got to keep chipping away at it. But uh, that would probably be like my one boundary. Um, she's never stuck a finger on my butt. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think maybe for both of us... Uh, the anal thing is probably a little off limits right now until I don't know either one of us work up to that mm-hmm. to that level. But besides that, everything is pretty it's pretty much fair game. Yeah. Even in regards to uh, like PDA and things like that, obviously mm-hmm. we temper that stuff around uh, around you guys and everything to be respectful, but. You know, obviously, when it's like just strangers and we're just out and about, then no, I'm not saying we get like super handy, start dry humping or anything like that. But you know, a little, a little tap on the booty there, or you know, she does the same thing to me, a little peck on the cheek there, that kind of thing. Yeah, keep it, keeping it classy. Oh, I respect it, and I'm also someone that like 
I, I just got to really be in love with you and like really feel comfortable with you to allow someone to be that handsy with me and touchy feely with me. Cause otherwise I hate affection that way. Right. Absolutely. <sighs> well, Yesenia, we, uh, we, uh, ran through that hour. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a Thursday. Uh, this goes up tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL season is back. It is <gasps> it is preseason. It's preseason. Fuck yeah. You just made my whole day. It's preseason. Get those parlays in for the season. Get your fantasy drafts going. Um uh if you're gonna bet, bet responsibly, please. I have thought about doing a little betting uh this season, just because I see it's getting a lot of popularity and whatnot, but I need to look more into it to learn how to win some money yeah if you do let me know because i've been also thinking about gambling a little this nfl season Ooh, hell yeah we definitely look into that but in the meantime uh thank you everyone for joining yesenia and i on another episode of soft boiled we hope you enjoyed your listen your stay wherever you are teddy drive safe please <laughs> yeah teddy you better try safe <laughs> um whatever whatever your events whatever you guys got going on for the weekend please stay safe out there uh things are heating up uh all across the world actually some places we've actually kind of cooled down thank god thankfully uh yeah stay safe out there thank you for listening we'll be back with another exciting episode next week don't know what the topic is yet obviously you'll find out when it comes out Thanks. Have a nice day, y'all.